0: The power of the universe is at your full disposal.
1: This is the PowerShell Podcast. PowerShell Podcast. So simple, yet so complex.
0: It's all about PowerShell and the PowerShell community. The
1: power of our future. Without further ado, please help me in welcoming
0: Jordan Hammond and Andrew Plaw. Hey everybody, welcome to the PowerShell Podcast. Uh, I'm deadweight Jordan Hammond, and here to carry me is Andrew Plaw with his excellence. I wouldn't call it dead
1: weight. It's like a fishing weight. We can't catch to fish without the unison, man. Here, here's the dead.
0: problem. I'm, I'm a lot of dead weight. So Andrew needs some help. So we've brought in special guest, uh, Claudio Silva.
2: Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm all here to help, of course. So if you need to lift something, let's do it.
0: Actually, <laughs> this is actually going to become the physical labor, PowerShell and physical labor podcast. <sighs>
2: That, that that will be harder because I, I do PowerShell to be lazy not to be to work hard but
0: smarter right everybody does right we might need
1: some uh, like robotic process automation using PowerShell that should not be that hard <laughs> just get some robots we have a couple right yeah sure I guess right. we could reach out to our former guest if we needed some robotics, some IoT-type stuff. Uh, our previous guest, you might know him a little bit. Do you know?
2: I know. I know a little bit, yeah. He's very eager on that on that matter. So uh, it, it's always cool whenever uh, you are talking and then, oh, yeah, I turn on this LED light. And I say, cool. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, it's like, but should not that be just on and off? Uh, and then I see the code and say, never mind. <laughs> Right. it's much more than that. Yeah, right.
1: And and for the listeners who haven't listened to our previous episode, we talked with Daniel Silva. And on that podcast, we discovered that you were his brother because we know who you are. We've seen you in the community for quite a while. And I definitely know of you. I've been following you for quite a while, but connected that he was your brother. And we we're like, wow, we definitely need to follow up with some brother on brother action here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that was nice. Um, so my brother is younger than me. We have eight years uh, apart. And uh, um, he, he was always on the tech side and gaming and stuff like that. And uh, whenever he starts work, so it's the little brother. So you start like, OK, so now it's the real stuff. And all of a sudden, they start being very interested on all the kinds of uh, IT and work uh, better and faster, and the a uh, reliable way. So um, it's uh, always cool to discuss th- things with him, because oh, I was thinking about to do this thing like like this. Do you do what you think? And then it's like, wait a second, I think I read something about the PowerShell module that can help with that. So maybe instead of reinventing the wheel, let's try to leverage on these uh, these things. And yeah, we go on that uh, a lot of times uh, with different uh, tech stuff and not tech stuff, of course. But uh, it's really cool to see the the progress.
1: Was it always like that, or like when you were younger before getting into IT, were you less helpful, or has that changed over time?
0: Actually, I I don't think so. Uh, yeah, so the eight year gap, I'd be surprised. There's a difference between close or similar yeah. age brothers yeah, in eight years. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, I think I was always that kind of person that uh, really likes to, to help yes. and to learn from from that. So it's like uh, teaching and learning while teaching and so on. And uh, that's a motto of, uh, and anyone, or there is no one that knows everything, right? So uh, it's always cool to to discuss things with different point of views and to, to see the things in a different way, uh, to change your mind sometimes. Why not? Well, because you have some preconcepts uh, things, and then you think, well, but now I heard this way, and you start digging on that, and you change your mind. So um, having a younger brother, of course, uh, you kind of measure what you say, the way that you say, uh, but when it comes an adult uh, or uh, you start seeing some different point of views it's really really interesting because these 8 years gap in the end uh, give different uh, generation in the end right so um, and yeah the way that you, you think on the, the stuff can be quite different sometimes which is cool so
0: it's actually the brother that got me into powershell is 8 years older than me so i, I feel like i'm living <laughs> a very similar experience here
2: Yeah, yeah. so that reminds me. So uh, whenever I start with the PowerShell and then I I, I check like, but when this happened, when when this appears, because I don't remember uh, hearing about this. And then like back to... 2007 or something, and I said, well, I'm like eight years uh, behind, <laughs> maybe I should start doing more stuff to, to catch a train. But yeah, uh, 2007, if I'm not wrong, and I started my first, uh, let's say, script, a real script uh, with bad, ugly codes, of course, as, as a good first uh, script uh, that we do, um, was in 2015. So uh, yeah, it has these uh, 80 years gap in the end.
1: How did you initially get involved in the community? I mean, you mentioned always kind of having a a love of teaching and learning through that process and understanding the value, but when did you kind of apply that to your career?
2: Yeah, so um, during my career, I always try to, um, to ask questions and uh, to learn and to share what I learned from that. And uh, from the community, I start uh, on the SQL Server community, let's say this way. Back in 2011, I went to my first SQL uh, SQL Saturday, which is uh, uh, an event that happens uh, uh, on uh, multiple cities. And actually, uh, the, in Portugal, uh, Nico, which is uh, the the uh, a SQL server guy, was the f- the the person that uh, made the first SQL uh, Saturday outside the U.S. So it was the first uh, uh, the first one, and uh, I started attending, but always in like the back, uh, listening, learning, applying the stuff, doing some questions. And I start interacting with more people. And then in 2015, later that year, I had just changed work from uh, a database developer, or mainly developer, uh, to the DBA. So my motto was, okay. uh, a lot of people is uh, talking badly from the, the relationship between the developer and the DBA. And I don't think that should work that way because I have proved to myself and to others that it's possible to work together and to do great things together. So let's go to the other side of the fence and see if it's really, really that bad or not. So at that point in 2015, I uh, did my first presentation on the, the SQL user group, uh, which included PowerShell. So at that point, I already had uh, uh, written one or two functions related with SQL Server to help automating some tasks that doing by hands. It would be like running some T-SQL scripts, but then you need to wait for something and run again and check if they gave an error and all that stuff that we know. And uh, I said, no way. Let's try this way. And I start uh, investigating what is uh, how, how to decode a variable, how to do a for each, and all that stuff, and ended by doing a first script which was like a huge one with a lot of spaghetti code and stuff like that, um, and. Later that year, uh, on the, the 2 IT conference that uh, my brother talked about uh, in the last uh, episode, that uh, it's uh, 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 a bit of everything. So we have PowerShell, SQL Server, and uh, uh, .NET, and all that stuff. At that point, one uh, 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 Brazilian guy that lived here in Portugal, Buril, uh, just said, hey, you like uh, PowerShell, you are doing some scripting for that, let me introduce you to someone. And at that conference, Chrissy Lemaire was there. So the guy, so I was being a helper on the TugIT conference, like room managing and uh, trying to help the speakers and so on. And the guy just uh, uh, took me to, to Chrissy and said, hey, Chrissy, so this is Claudio. Is uh, started working with uh, uh, PowerShell and he, he has uh, some cool ideas. So at that point, Chrissy was awesome. Very receptive and say, let's exchange uh, contacts, let's start talking. And uh, um, b- because I said I saw your DBA tools, at the point it was just a migration tool. So you c- with one comment, you could kind of migrate everything from one server to the other, which was awesome. But then I said, well, I did this. This is more about the best practices. Do, do you think it can uh, fit on the module or not? Oh, that would be awesome. So then that was the first comment that was uh, integrated on the module outside of the migration and yeah then uh from fast forward we are 650 comments plus Uh, so it's a huge model uh with a great great community behind it Uh, a lot of people helping in different manners uh, which is really really cool yeah
1: awesome so you contributed some functions to dba tools
2: yeah wow yeah we started the Slack channel and all that uh, that uh, stuff around uh, the module, and then around the community. In the end, uh, and that's why if you go to the Slack channel, you have a PowerShell channel for the on the SQL Server community because people is using DBA tools and not only DBA tools, of course, to do things, and they have questions that need some help.
1: Now, in the SQL community. Um, how has PowerShell been received? You know, how has it kind of impacted the way that I guess people at large do things? Is it really prevalent in the SQL community? Right now, yes. In the beginning, I don't say I don't think so. <laughs> to be honest,
2: I think in the beginning, uh, a lot of people did not understand the, the power of the PowerShell in the end, and how in the end these things together uh, could make a huge difference uh, the way that we work. Um, and if you just manage a couple of instances, probably uh, it's not that you don't need it, but probably you don't feel the thing like, oh, I need to learn all these new worlds uh, to do something. Okay. Because you can jump on a couple of servers, click around, and it's done. When you start having dozens, hundreds, thousands of instances that you need to manage and you need to have some consistency, you need to, re- uh, to reproduce things, you need to, to avoid the error and so on, is where the tools is key. Okay, so that, that is uh, the the main point. Yeah, at, at the beginning, I would say a couple of us that joined the project in the beginning was very eager to to add functions, to add support on the things, to have good, good documentation and so on, so that people could uh, join us and not feeling like afraid of all oh, these uh, a big beast and uh, that way it will be very difficult and so on. But nowadays. Um, I think PowerShell is more than, uh, let's say, a regular thing everywhere. Uh, and uh, people start most of the things from that side. So let's see how I can do this. Because I already do it manually. I know how to do it. But let's say that I need to check uh, uh, a few logins in dozens of instances, if they exist or not. Let's check how I can do that. And that I'll yeah, leverage people to, to do uh, things in a slap of the fingers very, very fast in a repetitive way and less error-prone that is automation in the end.
0: I just like that the, it started off as a, you said it, basically it was a copy and database over between servers was the initial function of it. And it's become a module that's so big that it has its own month of lunches book just to just to handle everything that goes into yeah. uh, what that can do, which, I mean, as someone who, who is terrible at SQL, I, I'm not sure how much I could follow, follow along, but I'm just, it's just awesome to see the community start off with one thing that builds into something that everyone can use just because the, the need was there and there's a bunch Absolutely. of willing people to dive in and, and fill the need.
2: <clears throat> Absolutely, that that, that is the, the the base thing. So it's like uh, you are doing something, uh, you have a need, you know how to do it, how to code the, uh, coding and put it uh, in this case on the module. And you say, okay, I will take one hour of my time. I put this on the module and Tomorrow, uh, thousands of people, because it's literally thousands of people, can leverage on that. And that is awesome. Uh, and with uh, the, the book, uh, in the end, uh, you can imagine 650 comments and counting. It's impossible to cover on the 30 days of, or let's say, a month of lunch. Uh, so we need, of course, to pack the things in the uh, some uh, uh, aggregation of uh, topics like security and uh, compression and uh, the laboratories and all that stuff. And we try to build something that people can follow from the day one and put on top all the, the way until they feel more comfortable using the thing. So then when a new comment uh, appears actually is like a new name. They know what it does. They know how to check the help. They, they know how to check the examples. They know they should test it, not in production. And uh, after that, right, they can uh, apply with confidence. That is uh, awesome.
0: I'd like to point out, knowing you shouldn't test it in production is very different than not testing it in production. <sighs> <laughs>
2: You know, so it it really depends if you are in a rush or not. But <laughs> I always try to remember people. Hey, okay, we can do this change, but uh, do you have a, a development environment, a Q and A Q&A environment where we can test that? Because this can go wrong or can go very cool. So, but we need to test it first and to have an idea how much time it will take. For instance, yeah.
0: I like the going straight to production as a proof of confidence. I like it.
2: So the, the the thing here is, if you go with the get comments, you are cool, okay? So if you go with the get comments, we make sure that all the get comments, in the end, are just doing select queries, let's say, to the database or to the server, okay? So, of course, that select. In some situations, can go wrong too, but that is uh, not, not the idea here. So you are not saying a set comment to change a property or to change some behavior. So with the GET, and if you uh, are on a central machine that have access to all the other servers, you can use the GET with confidence to gather the data and analyze and then do whatever you want with that.
1: It's so interesting how DBA tools played such a large role and it's almost hard to understand um, or like to compare it to something with the role that DBA tools kind of played with impacting the DBA community and kind of taking them to a new level and the project and the people behind it. It's just such a cool thing to see both for PowerShell and both for for SQL as well. Um, And you're mentioning the month of lunches book and and how it kind of, Is formatted and stuff like that. Would you say that that's a great introduction? If you're maybe working as a DBA and haven't kind of started leveraging SQL or sorry DBA tools, that's a kind of a good starting point to to kind of show you the ropes and get you introduced.
2: Yeah, I I I agree with that, uh, Santos. So the the thing here is that uh, some people that not even know PowerShell. Uh, already, right. we already have feedback that using uh, uh, the the db 2s month of launch is a good way to learn both. So to start learning the PowerShell and understand the basic stuff, um, and also. Uh, to leverage on the knowledge they have with SQl server so um it's really uh, not one thing that you you should say like oh no you should go first with the powershell in mental lunch and all, only after you should go the other so if you can do that that will be perfect because then you start with the the basics and uh, go go on the next level but let's say if people most of the time are copy pasting <laughs> comments from the internet uh, and trying to do stuff. If they read something that uh, really explains why they should do it in a specific way with the DBA tools, that is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think that what we often talk about is when it comes to learning PowerShell, you need to use it. And if you're doing SQL stuff, learning PowerShell in that, like as you're going through and actually solving problems, because your head's in SQL all day anyways, you know, I think that's a fantastic way. Because it can be hard to just learn tech for its own sake. You know, but if you're doing it, applying it to something, it's a lot easier.
2: Yeah, it's not impossible for sure, but uh, but uh, if you think, okay, if I can put my hands on the mud <laughs> and do something, uh, the 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 ramp up that you will get uh, uh, so to to be more proficient with uh, the tool, with the the language, and so on, will be much much easier. So, because reading something and just uh, imagine, oh, this is probably is doing this or that or so, no try yourself, test it. So that's why, for instance, we provide uh, a, a laboratory with uh, a Docker and with the containers, because did you broke the container? That's cool, just remove it, spin up one again, let's do it again. So that is the way. So you feel confident that you are connecting to two different instance, you are playing around, you can uh, uh, simulate that you are doing in parallel uh, and, uh, then scaling scaling that for uh, dozens or hundreds of instances, it's much easier. So that is a good way to 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 fire and then forget and then okay now this is all broken. Let's just delete this and let's do it again. Uh, I'll remind my my father uh, when I had like my first computer. I was like, oh, should I go here? Should I go there? Should I should I click here or uh, write this comment? So. He, to the early times of the ms dos and then he said hey if you don't try it uh you will not learn so if you broke we will fix it somehow we don't know how but let's let's end that mindset of let's test it let's try it and uh, uh, then fix it uh, i think is the, the best way to learn
1: making mistakes and learning from them is so important that and in that context of tech You definitely need the guardrails and the safety of a test environment, of Docker, of whatever it is for your particular situation so you can comfortably make changes without getting fired.
2: Yep, totally agree.
1: Now, I was looking through some modules, and I I definitely want to talk about uh, DBA tools more. But there is a module called DBA Checks that I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about. What is that?
2: Yeah, so DBA Checks. The way that i like uh, uh, or that we in the end uh, like to 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 explain is about checklists so we all have checklists grocery shopping uh, checklist to onboarding a new a new colleague uh, um whatever it, uh, even if we don't have the the box there to check in our mind we are checking the box right this is being done and so on so uh, there are gazillions of uh, best practices and things that you should keep in mind when working uh, with uh, uh, sql server uh, and as other tools but in this case DPHX checks is a, a easy way to have a kind of a framework that you can configure what you want to be your best practices uh, or let's see your uh, backup policy retention and you want to make sure that you have a full backup every single day. But you also want to make sure that you have a transaction log backup every two hours. So you can configure all these things, and then you can just say, okay, now pick DBA checks, run against these hundreds of instances, and give me back what is green and what is red. And as Rob Sewell says, green is good, red is bad. So it means that somehow uh, the configuration that you did or that you are expecting to be there is not being met, and therefore probably you need to fix something. Okay. So doing that by hand, connecting to each instance, and so on and so on, uh, it's uh, adulting tests. And in this specific case, DBA checks leverage. On what dba tools <laughs> so that is the thing so we have dba tools whenever something is missing uh, that we want to use on dba checks we check if we can implement on dba tools on the get commons and so on and then we uh, bump the version on dba check saying now dba tools version x is the minimum required and we implement a new a new check uh, and regarding dba checks we are actually uh, uh rewriting uh the module uh or the tests let's say this way because dbhc also uses pester for for the for the the testing and we are rewriting the things to to use pester five so the latest version of pester there is some major uh, and breaking change uh, on the way that uh, that is done, but it's much faster uh, and we want uh, to to get to these, uh, let's say new version that will be faster and uh, uh, make it easier for us to develop new stuff.
0: Is the breaking engine in Pester specifically for like SQL, or is everyone that's been using Pester need to go through and? Yeah,
2: yeah. If people using Pester want to to move to version five, uh, there are some uh, uh, code syntax and some st- and stuff that uh, really change, so that needs some rewriting for sure.
1: That's awesome, though. Um, for those that don't know, Pester is like the testing framework that. Most people in PowerShell use, and I think it was shipped in the box for a while. Um, yeah, but Are you, so I, we've I, learned about PS. Go ahead. No, I was, I was
2: just saying that uh, my my motto for the, for the pester is is if you can PowerShell it, you can pester it. So uh, the idea in the end is that uh, uh, if you want to test something, and I did a couple of presentations even internally on companies I went before, to show that is not only. Uh, uh, It's a PowerShell thing, but it's not only to the the DBA in this case, because it was my role, but uh, like uh, showing to development teams and people that do deployments that they can write tests uh, to check, like they know whenever they do the deployment that the connection string needs to be changed. They know that they deployed and they have uh, like uh, four new files on that folder and so on and so on. So they can write tests to the before and the after, like let's check if everything is stopped so I can do the deployment. And then let's check if everything is started again. And if I have all the number of files, the, the connections, all that things are changed or not. So for sure, if you can do with PowerShell something, you can use Pester to test that.
1: Kind of reminds me of like PS Script Analyzer for your PowerShell scripts, kind of like a series of best yeah. practices kind of thing you can define. And then, yep. yeah, anytime you can get that sort of control over some kind of tech, whether it be your scripts, your SQL, your infrastructure is kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge step in the right direction of of doing things, in my opinion. And from what I see, kind of like the right way, the more sustainable and more efficient way of going through things. Yeah,
2: it's true. The one thing I learned with Rob Sewell... Uh, was doing uh, pastor tests to check uh, so when i go and do a, per, a presentation doesn't matter if you're online or in person just to check that if i have all everything okay so sh- do i have my uh, teams turned off it's uh, my computer uh, in uh, balanced mode or uh, uh, the power options or uh, everything is closed so i do not have, have uh, can i uh, uh, snooze my notifications so all that things because you don't want to do a presentation and all of a sudden something pop up or <laughs> you have some uh, artifacts that start appearing and uh, uh, being able to double check uh, that uh, is okay or not okay all, all your pre requirements so if i'm doing a presentation with sql server and i know that to, to do this demo i need to have a database with the name x uh, on the specific location and so on and so on i can do that with uh, the pester. so i can run a check to say you are good to start your presentation in the end kind
1: of brings up a thought to me which is you know earlier we were talking about learning and doing things better and and being free to make mistakes by using a test environment. Um, and I feel like the reason why we're comfortable making mistakes is we have confidence that things aren't going to go terrible. And I think that that can also apply to our production networks. Um, how confident are you in your ability to know if things in your environment are not configured the way that they maybe should be? Um, if you know that thing if you know that you have the kind of visibility when things go wrong or aren't, how they should be, you can feel a lot more confident with making the changes and not just having this looming feeling of like, wait, is everything broken and I have no idea about it. I mean, sure, yeah. there will still be issues, but you'll have a lot more confidence.
2: Yeah, so I'm a picky person uh, when it comes to 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 doing uh, stuff, and uh, um, I, I sometimes I, I have second thoughts. Like, wait a second, why is this configured like this? Because I believe it's configured in the way. Because I hopefully think that someone did it that way on purpose. But then I can ask, because sometimes there are good reasons for the things that are not in the, let's say, the default best practices. Uh, most of the times, it's just uh, something that was overseen, so people just uh, uh, forget about it. But other times, uh, and that uh, uh, justifies my picky and my double question, let's say, uh, to, to to the, the team, um, someone said, no, no, that needs to be that way because we had this problem last time, blah, 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 so that is documented on our site, so please don't change it. OK. Then, then it's is OK.
0: So th- that's a common thing we hear about. Uh, contributing to anything in PowerShell is asking a question. Isn't anything wrong? It's a chance to learn. So either your question will let them look at it a new way, or you get a chance to learn. Either way, value comes from the question. Th- that's
2: for sure. Yeah. Uh, I I call I I lost count of times that uh, uh, I ask something and the answer just get me uh, in a good rabbit hole like. Uh, learning this thing and this thing putting to the other thing. And all of a sudden, I have like 10 new tabs on my browser to learn new stuff, right? Uh, because you start, oh, that, but this is awesome. I, I was not aware about this. Let's let's dig on it. And then you see another thing and say, right click, open a new tab. <laughs> and yeah, then you, you can kind of expend hours <laughs> on that.
0: We're back to yak shaving. But,
2: yeah, Have you heard of the, that term before? Uh, yeah, on the, on the last episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware of it. No, I was not aware of it. And, and the thing here is when you should stop, right? So uh, because at a certain point, the things that you are reading are, are um, already far, far away from the initial point. But if you check how you went there, you say okay this is all connected so maybe i don't need to go like five levels below but the the first and the second levels are enough for me just to have a better uh, understanding on what i'm i'm uh, checking here but as you said the other the other um, uh, thing is talking with those persons and say hey that's okay but do you know that uh, if you run this line of code you can do that uh, like 10 times faster, and then you can reuse that, and so on and so on. And people is like, Oh, is that uh, really possible to be done? And I say, Hold my beer, and then we can check and, and, and uh, share with, uh, with uh, people. Uh, I had one of those uh, moments uh, some weeks ago. So, one client I was working with that was uh, doing uh, some uh, reporting services, so which is a different service inside of the SQL uh, world and and uh, you have power bi and you can uh, you have a portal and you can upload the, the 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 reports to that and you can create folders with permissions and all that stuff and microsoft has uh, a reporting service service tools uh module that is managed by microsoft but mainly um uh, nowadays is uh, with the support of the community so we go there and we can contribute with uh, with stuff and uh, um I was saying to 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 that uh, that person on the client do you know about this module because you were working about pipelines and do deployments and test things and make sure that everything is is okay oh no actually I don't and then I sent the the, the link I sent one one link and one demos that I did in the past and I say play a bit with it if you have questions just let me know so in two, two weeks, they were like automating everything. And uh, was awesome because I, I didn't spend like three hours explaining everything, but was like, uh, you should do that way for this specific thing. If you are with Power BI this way, with the other reports with this way, but play around and keep in mind, this is open source and that is a, a GitHub. So double check if you if you hit some bug or whatever, that can happen. But actually for the majority of the things that you want to do, the answers to the automate and to repeat the tasks and to do it for dev and the qa and testing and uh, whatever environment you want is here and yeah and uh, they were very glad that uh, we could point to somewhere to help them
1: so when you find people and you are someone's never experienced dba tools maybe not use power so much but they're a dba what are some of the things that dbas get their mind blown? the most whenever they're first experiencing thing like what are some of the commands where they're like wow I can do this I don't have to check this manually anymore
2: yeah so one of the things uh, that uh, so whenever you open a new a new session on SQL server to run a, to run a, a query uh, you run the query connected to a database it can be a system database or a user database and there are uh, some comments that you need to run on the context of the database. Which means that if you want to run it manually, you open the query, uh, the, the query window, you put the query there, you select the database, you run it. And that brings, let's say, one row with outputs. And now you say, now I want to check to the second database. So you go on the top, you change the database, you run it again, and so on and so on. So within SQL Server, there is all, uh, uh, some uh, kind of for each. Uh, store procedure, system procedure that can help doing that, but imagine that now on multiple servers, on multiple sites, and so on and so on. So uh, one one comment that we have and actually is uh, uh, a good thing to run uh, uh, now and uh, now and then because uh, it's to check if we are we have been checked our corruption on the database. So we can do a check DB. Which, is, which in the end is to check if we have any corruption uh, on the, our data and so on. And that should be run now and then, and um, you should check if the last one was good. It was okay. Because if you find some corruption, it's better that you have uh, previous backups to, to restore and to, ch- to try to recover that data. Okay? Uh, and running that comment and say just, uh, here are my 10 instances, please run it. I don't i don't care what but database are there it will go to the 100 whatever database number you have there and we'll bring output saying these are okay 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 not okay 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 not okay and when you ask to people how do you do that nowadays oh i pick the script i open a session i run to one and then i switch database i run to the second oh okay and after i know 10 minutes you finish for the f- first instance what about the other nine that we just run like in one minute we we were able to get everything and people start saying, oh, this is the kind of automation that you're talking about. So that's it's like a ha moment. Like, OK, so can you also do that for this or for that? Sure thing. <laughs> and that, that is when people say, uh, show me more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I'd definitely be like, show me more on that one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nothing quite motivates someone to learn quite like, hey, if you do this, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. That's a That's a big selling point.
1: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and you can get to the point where you're building things rather than just responding. and fi- You're actually building some form of sustainability, some suite of tests you can consistently run to know how things are, and you can free yourself up to maintain that rather than just constantly running around doing the same tasks manually all the time.
2: Yeah, and in the end, uh, doing here the parallelism with uh, with SQL Server, um, you will already have your Swiss Army knife of scripts. So because whenever you want to analyze uh, some more specific things and to do that over the time, you start having scripts with dozens, hundreds of lines, And you don't type it every single day. You go there, you copy paste, you change the parameter on the top or whatever, and you run it. So if you try to do this parallel between the things, uh, you can show to the people that it's really possible uh, to do it in a faster and consistent way uh, that you don't, uh, don't need to waste huge amount of times to accomplish the same thing. so And then you, you get time to do the other things that you cannot automate, let's say this way, or that need your brain for different uh, matters.
1: How is source control handled? Like you're mentioning these T-SQL scripts and stuff like that, and maybe people are writing their own little tests. Do you find that like you're having to introduce people in the DBA world to like Git or anything like that? Or is there a different mechanism that people are using?
2: Uh, Uh, Yes, so I I often see people that don't have search control at all, which is a shame. Uh, And you need to start with the basics why doing the the search control in the end. I have people, uh, I have seen um, uh, clients and teams working with versioning, uh, but in the wrong way. Like, uh, oh, we have here a new change to be done. Let's create the scripts. Let's create the rollback scripts. Let's commit those together but on a new folder, which is like the ticket number. And then you say, but wait a second, if I want to check what you changed from version, last version to the current one, I don't have it. Because I need to to pick both scripts, open like VS code, do a compare and say, oh, okay, this line changed, the other line changed and so on. So it's uh, on one way it's okay because you have versioning somehow, but you don't have like the base script, uh, the starting one, and all the change on top of that. Uh, and then, yeah, you have people that, uh, that uh, really use it uh, to version control and uh, make sure they, they put it there. And whenever they want to do some build or, um, or pick the scripts to, to run it on the next environment, they will uh, collect the ones that need to be done and deploy them. So we have a mix of everything, but I st- I still think that most of the, the teams, most of the companies still don't use source control in general for DBA stuff, I mean.
1: Right. It's interesting. I mentioned earlier, and it keeps kind of coming back to me in my head, the kind of safety and confidence thing. If you have source control, you have safety. You have the confidence to know that you don't have to be a perfect coder. If you make a mistake, as we all do, you're able to go back to an earlier version that worked. You know, just, I don't want to be responsible for one typo and then having to spend an hour troubleshooting a script because I accidentally added one line and then it threw a different error and I just get lost.
2: So uh, I have... uh... A thought on that. So we that uh, uh, are involved on community stuff and uh, that uh, work with other uh, people on the same kind of topics and uh, like to to check new things and to test it. We have that mindset. Like I said before, no one knows everything. And that is the, the first thing. So I normally say, if you know what you don't know, that is halfway through to learn right but most of the times people are very scary like oh if i say i don't know this i will uh, seem like a dump hey no so again no one knows everything and if you know that it's cool that uh, i can point you to a blog post i can do, i can show you how i do it. it doesn't mean it's the the perfect way but you you learn and that is one thing and what you just said andrew about uh, um uh, people having the source code and, uh, and uh, i can find where i where i i did the typo and the typo break stuff and all that things that is what i try to to explain to the people that don't use source control that we can work as a team i can do a change i can do my unit tests it works on my machine right and then i can say to someone else hey please help me go there, just give uh, a, a pair of eyes on that uh, change and tell me what you think. Or if you need uh, to test it, please get it, test it, and give your thumbs up uh, on the, 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 the Git, Hub, uh, Lab, uh, Bucket, whatever you want. So let's put some rules and let's give uh, these uh, thumbs up that uh, I was not a one-man show change, but rather a team change. And whenever people acknowledge that, if it fails, we fail together. It's not about, it's your fault because you did a change. Because then we start with finger pointing, no, it's your fault because you did not test correctly. (laughs) So it doesn't make sense. And that mindset is where I found that most of the teams still don't don't get it. And that, for me, is a a pillar on this uh, way of working. If you don't understand that, by doing that, uh, if you are afraid that people will point to you and say, this code is ugly or bad or whatever, instead of, no, this code can be better. Let's try to do it that way. Check the performance on this way and so on. And people will say, oh, cool. I just learned something new. Now I can go back to my 100 scripts and do all the change again. But I learned something. And if you don't have that uh, mindset, uh, it, it will be hard for you to grow right? and to, to to learn new things. So that is really one thing that I, I, I feel that is failing, uh, is people willing to say, I don't know, but I want to learn.
1: Yeah. And I think that what you're doing and what we're kind of doing here in, in, in the community at large is helping give people the safety or, or the confidence that if they do ask these questions, people aren't going to freak out and call you an yeah. idiot. Yeah. It's very expected that you're not going to know everything. And anyone, everyone who I've talked to who kind of really knows their stuff and is respected in the community, whatever, has traditional success uh, in their career thinks that asking questions when you don't know things is the sign of something really good. It's not a sign of someone you don't work, want to work with. It's someone who you would like to work alongside because you can have confidence that they're going to ask questions when they need it, and you can actually collaborate and solve things a lot faster, have a lot less time to growth and to development and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: completely agree. Awesome and, and, and the other thing is, uh, and that uh, I can totally understand, uh, not everyone is uh, up to... Uh, Uh, hang out with a bunch of people that uh, never saw before and doing the question and so on. So we don't need to be all, uh, um, I mean, actively on the community and stuff like that because you guys are here showing your, uh, your, your faces and uh, doing the podcast because you try it and uh, let's go out of our comfort zone and let's test it. Right. I think in the end it happens with all of us uh, somehow there is that uh, turning point where, where you say, let's try something new. Right. And for these people, uh, sometimes it's just uh, slower, that process. But as long as they want to start and uh, to do it, they are willing to do that. I'm sure there is a lot of people that uh, are willing to give the hand and uh, to help uh, on that process. So uh, it's always think about your y- younger self. So. Uh, did you have help of, of, by someone to learn things and to ramp up your stuff or it was like oh no i'm a poor guy i'm here trying to do something and no one teach me and no let's try to to fight for the things right and to to give the extra uh, extra mile and uh, i think that is the idea and i try to pass that to you to younger people that uh, sometimes i uh, i have already mentoring some people uh, like uh, internships and stuff like that and uh, they they think uh, they are younger, they just get out of universities or uh, some tech curse, and the mindset is already, oh, I will not do questions because I should know this. No, maybe you don't, maybe you don't. And you will ask me, and I will ask you back, and I know that is rude, but I'm sorry, I will ask you back, uh, what have you tried? What did you search? What is your, uh, where you went to so far? Oh, actually, I'm asking first, then that is the, uh, in my opinion, the wrong approach. Let's let's try to search something to test something, and let me know if uh, then you are failing, and then I come back and I say, so what you learn? Oh, I learned like one hundred ways of not doing this for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then they will do the other way, and you can then guide us, guide them, guide them, and you can understand. Uh, okay, this is of course the next step. So I can help here for sure, uh, and in the end. Uh, some people that i have uh, uh, helped in the past uh, nowadays they come to me and say hey at the time i was thinking you were being like uh, too harsh not not like talking bad to the people but it is like uh, they were like oh you are not helping me no i'm not giving you the answer right away right so uh, i'm trying to push you so you understand and use the tools and you know how to uh, to to search and so on yeah and that uh, that i think is important to have because everyone needs to start somewhere
1: Yeah, and I love what you said about uh, given enough time. You know, not everyone has to be a public speaker. You know, you can take whatever steps make sense to you. Maybe it's just internally. You have a weekly thing where you talk to your team about some of the best practices you've learned. Um, That's awesome. For sure. And I think that when you were telling your story initially, you mentioned how when you first got involved with the SQL groups that you would just sit in the back and kind of maybe just meet some people, but not talk, not be a heavy contributor. You know, you found the pace that worked for you to slowly push your boundaries. And now you obviously have gone quite a long way since then, but it was one step at a time.
2: Yeah, for sure. And of course, uh, for... um... For most of the people, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, but you know that because you have, uh, I don't know, uh, 10 years of experience of this, of that. Yeah, I-, I can have the experience, but I need to build it, right? I need to, to want to do uh, the, next, uh, the next thing or the next step, or I need to go out of my comfort zone and try to learn the next thing. If I don't do that, I, I can have 30 years of experience, but maybe I will be just good closing tickets. And that's what I get from that. Right. So uh, that is the thing. So you don't need to be uh, in public. You don't need to be like a, a well-known uh, person or on, the, on the, the environment. But uh, just by following uh, some blogs, going to this conference and stuff, that is something that I recommend. And once again it depends on each person but because nowadays we have so many types different types of uh, content that we can consume uh, that uh, um, sometimes it's hard to, for someone that is starting where should i start because i have the podcast of these guys and i have these blog posts and i have this uh, uh, conference and this bigger conference and this one that is uh, hybrid and so on so you need to start somewhere and then you slowly will find your spot and understanding where you want to go and learning more from there.
1: Yeah. Can I try some things, throw some spaghetti on that wall and see what sticks for you. Well, one,
0: one thing I've learned is even when you step out of your comfort zone to do one area, it's not always easier to try something new, right? Like it's e- each, each new avenue that you're trying to help out or join the community. It's always feels like it's a brand new hurdle. Even yep. if it, no matter how public or less public it is, just each step for me is always a struggle. Like I feel, I feel like with the podcast, it's very, very public and out there. Everything yeah. else should be easier, but they're requesting speakers for summit, and I can't get myself to submit. Like I've had multiple t- people tell me to, and I I can't do it. I'm I'm I'll get uh, probably. there
2: probably. Probably that is where the the imposter syndrome enters, right? (laughs) It's like that thing that, uh, oh, I I cannot do this because then a smarter guy comes and asks this question, and I don't know the answer. And it's nothing wrong to say, sorry, but I don't know the answer of that. I read this or that, but I never went to that path, or I never dig on that. But maybe next time that you do the session, again because we repeat sessions right so we you can be okay but we evolve on the session and maybe if you had that question before the odds that will be uh, being uh, asked again uh, are are big, so let's learn on that, if it makes sense, of course, for the, the session, and then next time, you are prepared for that, so you learn something.
0: That, that's a common theme, too, that we hear a lot, is, I don't know is not a bad answer, and I think it needs to be modified, I don't know is not a bad answer if you well, use it as a launching point to keep learning. If it's a reason yeah. to stop or push off the the work, then, 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 then it is a bad answer.
2: Yeah, that, that is just a, a acknowledging that uh, you still have uh, something to learn, and more to learn,
1: Yeah, I think that in this podcast, we've talked a lot about technical skills and a lot of ways to kind of improve those. But I also think that we've talked a lot about human skills and like emotional intelligence and the ability to be vulnerable and say, Hey, I'm not sure about this, but here's what I've tried. Um, And communicating when you have an issue with the module, are you going to say nothing? Are you going to post a nice issue that kind of makes sense and, and get some assistance on it? What are you going to do? And I think that while the technical skills are really important, I feel like if you have the learning mentality, even if your skills aren't as up to snuff, I mean, you have the ability to ask questions and and be honest and learn from your mistakes. I think that is a very important and often overlooked thing that um, if you're listening and you're in your career trying to get to maybe the next step, investing in those skills is a great idea.
2: Totally agree. So get get involved in the way that uh, you feel more comfortable. So uh, you want something and you don't know how to do it. You don't find it on the examples. Uh, It's failing just drop a message just uh, go to the github open an issue and uh, if then you find find the the solution just say oh never mind i found it and close the issue that is not a problem at all actually that is documentation in the end so it's and also sometimes uh, bring the 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 uh, uh, to to pick that and say let's add another example to the, the comment because actually this was a problem for someone and if it is a problem for you for sure it's also a problem for another bunch of people
1: yeah it's good stuff community i love it
2: yeah yeah it's really cool to have this uh place where uh, you can throw some questions um and having great minds that can point you to the right direction um i think when i think about uh, uh the, the the sessions I, I try to do, uh, I have some sessions. Normally, I, I I like demo sessions, so things that people can see actually things happening. Uh, if it is SQL Server, if it is uh, PowerShell, but actually something that uh, can show to the people. Okay, uh, I normally do this way. This person is showing me a different way. Uh, I'm seeing these benefits, uh, so I can apply it on my day to day, and and I really like like have one slide. like. Uh, We are here to this session. Enough slides. Let's open the code and digging on the the, the demos. And one thing that I feel that is important to remind everyone is that every single day, there is someone in the world start working with a tool. So whenever people say, oh, but this person is doing for the gazillion time this session about best practices on SQL Server, Uh, and everyone knows the best practice on the SQL server. No, it's not true, right? Because every single day, there are people going out of the universities or even starting them and having uh, T-SQL or SQL in general, uh, and that needs to understand the basic stuff. Now, it's common that on the conference and uh, a place like this, uh, the people that is mostly from a community sometimes is already uh, on the the next level, let's say that between quotes, uh, and they want to see the next thing. So the thing they never saw before, or uh, the problem that they, they, they will be the, their next problem, and so on. But the thing is, if I'm starting now uh, nowadays working with uh, DBA tools, let's say, uh, I still need to know what is a database. I still need to know how to do a select on the database. And sometimes, starting with the basics, it's the bridge that we need to go to the next level, right? Um, And that is something to keep in mind. Uh, It's no wrong uh, having basic stuff on the sessions and even a complete session about the basics of something. Because uh, if you want to onboard more people on the conference, newcomers and stuff like that, we need to keep that in mind. Because again, every single day, month, year, we have people starting working on the tech sites, working with different tools. And of course, that we have a huge amount of blog posts, videos, and so on. But people that are more keen to learn from in-person uh, uh, presentation, they would like to go there and learn the basics also from there. So I think that is important to, to keep in
1: mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar boat, Jordan. <laughs> Doing the weekly podcast combined with like preparing for a talk, I am not that interested in it,
0: <laughs> not right now. So, I, I did a, a dry run for my idea for a talk on a webcast, uh, and at the end of the uh, end of my presentation, on that, I looked at the first comment. Is yeah, but why would you do this? And I gotta tell you, that was <laughs> that felt like I wasted a lot of time. Uh,
2: yeah, that, that is something that you. I think we learn over the time. So there are there are always uh, comments that are outliers, <laughs> 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 always. So uh, uh, the same way that you feel like, uh, oh, maybe I did something wrong because this person just did that, did that question, right? Like, but why do you that? At the same at the same time, you have the the other on the other uh, points. It's like. Oh your session was awesome. And so as you say, come on, was the first time I did it? Why it was so awesome <laughs> right? So you have all, always these uh, good and bad devil, right? Uh, saying two things to you. so you need to to balance that uh, that things
0: so uh, overall wh- what I did is I used PowerShell to query machines and then I put it into a time series database and I built uh, just like a dashboard of of yeah. your environment on that and And his take was the dashboard's a waste of time. It should just be alerting. Which I mean, it's it's valid alerting has a lot of value in there, but it's just I, I, I don't know. I, I just went on graphing just because I think when I first had the idea it was after the big solar winds uh, yeah. breach. Yeah. So, Michael, I can do kind of something similar. It turns out it was a lot of work and it didn't work near as well as solar winds. But I thought it was, I thought it was interesting to do. But but the the first comment was yeah, but you wasted your time.
2: Well, but maybe you learned something from along that way. For sure, you learned hmm. something. Even small things but, uh, and things that uh, even how to present, thing, right? How to, to do the thing or the thing that you just was just you noticing that small problem, but it was there. Right, and next time you will see like, oh, wait a second! Now I cannot forgot to turn off I don't know this application or or clear do a a clear screen first before starting the next demo, whatever. Sometimes it's small things, but uh, you learn always something on those presentations. And the other thing that I cannot stress enough is that people attending the sessions should always try to give feedback, and good or bad. So the thing is. Uh, try uh, to help because if you found something was not uh, as clear as it should or i had once uh, feedback like uh, oh you should use more zoom it because we were like on a 4k screen or wherever and the things were like tiny letters and i said them best so why yeah of course, I should use more zoom it, and I use it, and I do the arrows, and I do the squares, and all that stuff. But at some demos, I was so like, oh, demo, 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 and then <laughs> I forgot about do the zoom on the right spots. Uh, but also, those persons could raise their hand and say, hey, do you mind to zoom it right now so we can see it better? For sure,
1: yeah. I think that earlier you also mentioned, you know, if you're giving a talk and someone asks a question, you don't know the answer. You know, you don't have to know everything about it. I think that not knowing everything and being present and saying like, hey, I'm not sure about that. Doing that in front of an audience of people gives yeah. them some confidence in a certain way where they yeah. see someone kind of going through maybe a situation some people fear and they're completely fine at the other end. And you kind of watch that and you're like, oh, wow, the world didn't explode. Nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> and I hung out with people afterwards. It kept going. It, it was fine. It's a very normal human thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. Because you always have also that person that uh, uh, knows more than you. But uh, did not uh, send the 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 session to present, right? And then goes there and exits the session and is like uh, being grumpy and say, "These guys know some some things, but I can I can't learn anything from him because I already knew all these things." And, well, maybe read the 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 abstract. Maybe double check that the session level will be will fit for you, um, or do questions if you have those questions and you want to learn something else. But again, it's much easier to be grumpy alone, <laughs> and and uh, not not try to help yourself and also the, the presenter in the end.
0: I'd say if you walk out of a presentation with oh I could I could do it better, then do it. Show, yeah, show uh, up next year with your presentation and and. Uh... Let them learn something.
2: Yeah. So uh, uh, sometimes you you have that uh, that feeling like um, I can improve it for sure and uh, doing doing something else um, and yeah. So if you know the person that do that kind of comments, that is like a little bit uh, toxic people in the end. So because again, you can you can go on that route like okay next time or next conference I will be there to see your session. Oh no, I'm not submitting, and so on. But why? So you know so much. Why didn't you share with the others?
0: So with with mine, I want I want to be clear. I don't feel like he was being malicious or negative. I just think like he felt like I missed the target. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he was just trying to point me another direction. But I don't know. I don't. But but, we'll but see. that, I'll work that is the, the bad feedback that in the end is or
2: not bad feedback. It's good feedback that went on the negative or uh, more negative side. And actually, it depends how do you. Uh, perceive that so when you read that you think well this was useful for me but yeah there is one, this guy that uh, didn't found useful, useful as all. Well. Uh, it's like you do something and someone says but why are, are you doing that is this tool that do that you just need to pay one thousand dollars and everything is okay uh, yeah but i don't have it <laughs> So, people, it's always, uh, I understand the wheeling of, uh, uh, let's not, uh, in some situations, reinventing the wheel and stuff like that. But sometimes there are other needs and we go back to that point like, why are you doing this this way? Oh, because of this and this back in the past, we had this problem. Okay, so there is a reason for that. And sometimes we need to put ourselves on the shoes of the the presenter uh, whenever we start thinking that the, the presentation is like, way off of the thing that you were expecting to try to understand the needs they had um to to do those kind of things and then they are sharing in the end the knowledge and the pitfalls and all the problems they had along the way and that is cool so uh, but i'm uh, optimistic by default so <laughs> that, that uh, i try always to to see uh the good side of the things and say okay this guy was having a bad day <laughs> let it go <laughs>
1: It's usually something to learn from from a situation. Yeah. So, I have a question. Should. So let's say I'm just a normal DBA. Hey, like I, I kind of mentioned this uh, type of person earlier. Never really used PowerShell. Never used DBA tools. Haven't kind of discovered the community at large. What is my next step? What is my entry point into getting up to speed on everything?
2: Yeah. So I, I will do a couple of questions on that because. How do you feel that you learn better? It's reading. It is uh, hang out with people and asking questions and feel comfortable um, uh, asking them and waiting for some answers. It's watching movies, or in this case, uh, videos, that YouTube, or whatever. Uh, so that, that depends. Because with the DBA tools, actually, we have a plenitude of channels, let's call it that way, where you can go. To try to, to learn the things. So if you have someone that says, "No, no, I'm I'm uh, very proficient with Git, I'm completely okay," then you can say. Cool, you can go directly to the code if you want. <laughs> you can go there and check what changed and so on. And then you have that person that say, well, I opened this, this blue window, the Windows PowerShell, or this uh, uh, terminal one right now with the uh, uh, PowerShell core, uh, but I don't know how I should do next. And then we point to documentation. We, we have some kind of uh, uh, initial guideline uh, which has some more uh, easy commands to understand, okay, I'm doing this get DBA database. And in the end, it's the same thing that go to the, the system and do select star from C's dot databases. So I'm having the same properties and checking the things. So it really depends. I try to, to guide the people um, depending on they feel more comfortable with the type of content they feel more comfortable, but for sure, uh, um, so, starting with the docs that uh, that is uh, so uh, RTFM reading the fantastic manual that is always something that I, I try to, to remind people that sh- they should do it and um, because we we really try to have good documentation on each comment with good examples and so on and over the time we still improve them because there is this edge case this new thing that people found that is not uh, uh, yet um, perfect let's say this way or uh, can be better. But yeah, start that point and start with tb-tools is always start with everything that it says get. <laughs> Don't, before you go with it, set, invoke, uh, remove, uh, or something, uh, some other verbs, start with the get. Because that way you will start feeling comfortable uh, getting data from SQL Server. Then what you do with that data, it's the next step.
1: Very interesting. I remember early on in my career, what I really liked when I was kind of getting comfortable, I haven't blogged, I hadn't done any of that, very scared, was having friends or mentors, mentors really, who I felt comfortable reaching out to directly. Um, And I could kind of test the waters in that way. Um, So say you wanted that to kind of meet some people and maybe find someone who you can befriend and get some advice from. What would be some ways of meeting some people in the community?
2: Well, uh, so social media uh will be one one first step because it's uh far away let's say so you guys are on the us i'm in portugal on the europe so uh we can talk we can follow each others and uh, check what's going on um, and and uh, if we are open to that we can open the the DMs, right? The direct message and talk or uh, chat a bit. Uh, also, the in this case uh, the Slack, uh, the Slack uh, community, because there is a huge amount of channels from different uh, areas inside of the data community, where DBA tools and PowerShell are also there, uh, and. Do not uh, mistake with, there is also a PowerShell Slack, okay, that is a different one, but this one, and if you are into the DBA tools uh, path, that uh, the data community on Slack is the, the, the right one. And going there, you start hanging out with people and you start learning by the questions that the other people is doing, right? And then... Uh, If you read uh, some blog posts by a couple of persons, uh, you can try your luck in the end because there is always this thing like, oh, I will send an email to this guy that I uh, every single week I read their newsletter or blog posts, and I feel that I would like to to learn more about it. So you can try that. And obviously, if you can go on an in-person event, that is much more personal uh, and uh, it's easier to do a face-to-face question, right? And uh, you say, hey, I'm trying to do this and that. Do you mind if now and then I throw some questions just to make sure? Because actually nowadays we get that. So uh, we contributors of DBA Tools, we get that questions. Uh, I have people on LinkedIn, on Twitter, that from now and then they go and say, hey, I was really trying to do this, but I'm having this error and so on. And then I try to help and to point to the right direction. So. First of the, the first thing you 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 should not be afraid afraid that people will say, nope, I don't have time, I will not help you. Because that can happen. Let's be honest, that can happen. But most of the times, if it is weed in the community and you just go to the Select channel, open the channel, and you are there like 10 minutes and you see a lot of different questions and answers in threads and just by reading, you are learning. So then you can try to uh, DM that direct guy and keep the conversation going, for instance. So maybe it's, it's a good first point to find uh, something.
1: And I, I think that you've spoken from your perspective about learning and how you like learning, or sorry, yeah, learning by teaching and how yeah. valuable teaching is to you. And not yeah. only that, from what I've gathered, you're also pretty passionate about PowerShell and SQL. Um, and when you find someone with that kind of mixture of things, they're going to more than likely be open and happy to share this knowledge and learn through teaching and uh, help other people reach the level of success that they've reached and kind of go through that again. It's it's a fun thing that yeah. not everyone has time for all the time, but throughout the community, if there's that kind of feeling of collaboration and learning and that type of we're building something special here, um, yeah, it's definitely a good idea to ask your questions yeah. and you can feel safe doing that.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, uh, I think... Well, some people probably are expecting that you do the work for them. <laughs> sometimes that, that also happens. So sometimes yeah. we see like uh, doing a question, we answer uh, pointing to uh, directions and uh, to the help or to uh, try this way or try that way. But what they were expecting was really, can you send me the PS1 script, please? <laughs> and you said, no, well, I have other things to do in my work, so I'm trying to help you. And that is the way that I think you will learn. And then people, some people uh, are very uh, uh, mad that you uh, in the end, oh yeah, yeah, you d- you didn't want to to help me. Well, it's your perception. So because i t- I think I was help being helpful and try to to point you to the right direction. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that.
1: I think it's fair to not expect that someone will solve your whole uh, question for you. But I think a lot of times that people see the effort and you've shown kind of like, here's what I've tried. Here's where I'm trying to go. Can someone help me? And if you kind of take their feedback and go, and you can usually end up in a good spot. And if you consistently show yourself as someone who asks good question, is clearly into the process, is trying the new things, you see them active, you're going to probably get a little bit more of a response than if you're just For the first time ever posting, just saying, hey, give me answer. How do I do this? Send script.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that, that's for sure. So uh, doing the things along the way and showing the interest on the on the topics and uh, how you failed and how you try it again, and how you solve the thing. And sometimes you solve, it's working. Uh, but then uh, after a couple of months, now instead of being uh, one object is 100, and now it's very slow again. So And then you can uh, request like a pair of eyes. Hey, so I was running these, it was all cool, but now it's very slow. Can you, anyone spot here any problem? And you post like a Snippet and someone will pick. Oh, try to change this. So and that sometimes is enough to put it on the next uh, uh, adventure. I'd say
1: uh, it's really cool. You know, obviously we talk about community all the time. It's awesome to have a member of the SQL community joining us again because when you look at what a community can do, there's a lot of examples. Um, of people collaborating, meeting someone else at a conference, creating a command to move some databases, and all of a sudden you have this, uh, years later, huge module that is being used by people who've never developed for it, but something the community was able to build, is able to be maintained, give more value, have updated docs, blah, 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 just through the power of collaboration and there being a community. Because without that, we would we maybe have some organizations that have some of the commands that are in there that they've written in-house and haven't ever shared, uh, but that's not the world that we live in. We live in a beautiful collaborative world with things like DBA tools, DBA checks.
2: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, it's the, the power of everyone together doing some m- much bigger things. Uh, would be impossible. That is the fact. Uh, to uh, so what we have today, uh, uh, to be done just by one, two persons or three persons, like oh no no, this is my code and uh, this is not open source and I will write it and all that stuff, right? So uh, the the power of the community, the power of uh, put it uh, out there, is really uh, being uh, possible to bring more people so we had and you guys already interview uh uh fred uh, that work also with dba tools and he was like the, the the c-sharp engineer behind the scene so he actually built some common let not the function but the common LED because it was on the c-sharp okay because that way was much faster than than the other and most of us were walking to that and say cool that is fast but i don't get it how it works but it's okay So then we learn, and then we can support it. Perfect. But uh, uh, it's important to have uh, different uh, areas and different minds uh, with different problems, with different situations on the day-to-day so we can expand the things in a good way.
1: Yeah, I think that what's being done, just we'll use DBA tools, for example, where you're building something. There's tests, there's documentation. If you find an issue with the documentation, that's perfect. We'll take Uh, and improve from there that type of model of growth and of development and of building something you should strive to replicate that in whatever way with kind of what you're doing with tech or where you're building things where there's a nice productive efficient system at play here and you're not consistently just doing the same things over and over and over
2: yeah yeah so automation in the end is about being repetitive Uh, with less effort, because you already, let's say, wrote the things uh, one time, Uh, less error prone, which is, I think, the the most uh, value thing that we can have, because a machine will not uh, um, make a mistake, let's say. (laughs) So uh, if we do the same thing twice, we expect the same results in that situation, right? And if it is the human, maybe you click on the one pixel left and maybe the the result is already different and yeah having that uh, doing the machine doing the work for us that's
1: uh, is awesome it's cool that you know more and more people it's kind of becoming more of a default thought on how to do things um, which is really cool and i'm excited to see how that changes over the years as more and more organizations and you know different uh, industries even kind of see things from that perspective more and more
2: yeah, I, I think a fun
1: time.
2: Uh, um, I had uh, some situations like with some security teams uh, because, uh, uh, oh, PowerShell, you can automate. And then if you have access from one place, you can do it. And this will be like uh, um, firing things uh, all this, uh, from all these points and so on. And that is not secure. That is a problem and all that stuff. And I said, but wait a second, if I can do it manually, it's okay, right? So if I can jump on the servers, if I can connect to the systems and click around and uh, uh, and click on the, the wrong thing, no problem. But if I do it uh, in a way that it takes me like uh, one tenth of the time, that is a problem. Oh, wait a second. Now that you say that, <laughs> and then start thinking about the thing again. Um, uh, one recent client uh, uh, we were talking about, let's uh, put dba tools here because it's just three servers. But... <laughs> We don't live without D B right now. <laughs> so it's like uh, if, if we say to the client, hey, we have this PowerShell module, we can show it to you. So uh, one of the big things also on D B2 is that the module is digital signed, which means that on these big companies, sometimes it's like uh, just remote sign or stuff like the execution policy that you have. And if you don't uh, have that, it uh, could be a problem but in this case we also have that covered which is awesome because it doesn't matter if it is a, a, a big five or whatever uh, you can prove that the code is there is signed, is open source you can check the code and so on and um, actually that uh, on that point it was like the manager the, the person that was doing the bridge uh, between us and uh, like the developers and so on that when we say oh we have a module to install and say, oh wait a second! If you have a module, we need to ask to these guys because it's a security. And I say, okay, here we go again. Okay, let's let's do that meeting with the uh, people and so on. But just to 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 make sure, we already have meetings with other colleagues on the same projects that uh, they are uh, sysadmins. They are using PowerShell to remotely uh, uh, do it, all the management of the things, and that is okay. So we don't expect this to be a problem. But sure, let's talk. Let's uh, let's uh, show that is safe and all the things so whenever we went to the meeting uh, i think the, the the guy from the security was like what i'm doing here yeah. oh because they are thinking about install some uh module and i say powershell modules because a module yeah so on 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 a, on a enterprise whether you have uh, uh, linux and you have uh, uh, windows and all the kind of things when you say a module it can go very quickly to different uh, uh types of modules and the uh, um The the guy said, okay, but what is the problem about that? Oh, it's uh, this because they will use the central machine. to. Yeah, that is how we work nowadays. So that is completely okay. So you can download, you can put it on the machine, you can use it, but that is is no problem at all. And we said, hey, don't forget, if this is somehow forbidden, then other teams should also be forbidden because they are using uh, DevOps modules, Azure modules, whatever, right? So it's like... uh, um, Trying to find problems where they don't exist in the, in the end. But we were okay, like explaining it's uh, no problem, this is the way. And then on that same client, we had like an intervention to be done. The, and we said, you see here, let's do it with DBA tools. Three comments, run, 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 it's done. Do, do you want to know how we do that manually? So we need to go here, we need to stop the system, we need to re- use Robocopy to move the file to the other place, we need to change internally the metadata, and then start again everything. Oh, now I see that why do you like to use it? Yeah, because like you as a client also play one hour and not three or four. <laughs> so that is also a benefit, right?
0: Jordan. Is is it time for the consistent questions? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> this this is getting serious here. Now I we, we be consistent, I'd say. We 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 ask three questions, each more difficult to answer than the last, uh, to really really hold your feet to the fire to see. You know, see if you've got got what it takes to keep up with the podcast here. You make are you all three. All, uh, yeah, can you handle all three?
2: Uh, let's see. Let's
0: see. All right. First question: uh, What is one time something went wrong while on the job? How did you handle it, and what did you learn?
2: So, as a data guy, backups are key. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think Sorry, that, a good story. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, imagine. Oh, can you please drop this database? Yeah, sure thing. And it was not with PowerShell, this one. Okay, just to start uh, easily. Yeah, sure. I'm ri- I'm right now connected there. Drop database. Boom, done. Database is gone. And then, boom, some alerting. Wait a sec. Oh, wait. I was on the wrong server. I I, I think. If it never happened to you, it's because you are not touching on the things. So it, it, can, tell, it can happen. So it's, the cool thing was that we had backups, and we could easily, it was also a small database, so it was easy to, to restore it and put it as it was before. Uh, so it was not a production system, but a test system. And they want to, to drop it on the dev system. So uh, in the end, no big problems just a couple of tests that were failing because no database any longer. But doing or showing an example more PowerShell related, I think, uh, so with automation, it's quite easy to scale, right? That is awesome, as, I, as we said before. So I'm doing this for one database and all of a sudden I can do to 10 and then 10 times I don't know how many servers. And uh, <laughs> there was once uh, one time that, um, I was doing some uh, login cleanup. So I was checking, okay, uh, these logins uh, will uh, no longer be needed and so on. So let's uh, drop them. And I mistyped. So it was a pair of logins and I I did a typo with one name. So, like, it was an underscore instead of a, a dash, something like that. And all of a sudden, I put the comment to run, and, and always with verbose to see what's happening. And I start seeing much more occurrence than I was expecting. And I say, uh, uh, what's happening here? Control C, let's cancel this, let's cancel. And when I look and say, oh, come on, I did this typo. So the cool thing was that we had backups also from these logins, these scripts, and we could easily re-add them to the instance and start over without the typo. So the, the bottom line here is that uh, that's awesome that we can scale. But when you have an error, the error will scale too. OK, so that's, that is, I think, and here, one suggestion, try to use the what if. So what if parameter. What if it's one a game changer? That, yeah. So one thing that uh, that is a shame is that not every single uh, command that actually has the, the command let binding and has the what if actually has the what if well implemented. So you can still, and mainly if it is like uh, uh, these uh, scripts that I I, I I wrote and I forget for instance, so it's an open source thing and so on. So. The thing is, you should try to, to check that because that way you will be sure that um, uh, you are, you will see what you are expecting in the end. So you don't uh, delete more or remove more or change more that you are expecting and uh, do not have bigger problems with that.
0: No, you're off a good start, but now we're getting serious with the questions. Oh, come on. Yeah, Are you, are you ready?
2: Yeah, let's see.
0: All right, with what you know now, what was one tip you'd give your younger self when you're first starting out in IT? Yeah.
2: So I would say that um, when I was more younger, um, I would like like to do everything uh, like learning and get the things done and do it uh, in a fast way to go to the next thing and all that stuff. And uh, as I said before, I'm picky, but I'm also human. And when you start getting tired, when you start uh, uh, making some mistakes, uh, something that seems quite easy to be done, all of a sudden, you are like two, three hours on that uh, situation, analyzing, and you don't get anywhere. So the thing that I learned uh, some years ago is to learn when you should step aside from the keyboard, from the computer, and do something else. It can be go play with your daughter. It Can be talk with your wife. Go take a walk. So just try to put your head out of that space where you went like two or three hours digging on this, on something. That it is sometimes it's even more frustrating because you know that you know how to solve that, but somehow you are not getting there. So I was the count of the, uh, all the times that I, I said, "Okay, it's enough. Close the computer. Tomorrow is a new day," and I have a good night of sleep. And then on the next morning, because in the end, my brain in the background are still processing that problem and thinking about what I can shoot right differently to, to make sure that I can fix it. And most of the times, after uh, some hours or a good night of sleep, I wake up in the morning and I have a, haha, now I, s- I know what I can test next. And then in five minutes, you solve the problem. So. If you feel yourself going in the rabbit hole and uh, uh, taking too long to fix something or to understand something, uh, take a pause, go somewhere. uh, Don't think about that for for some time. And whenever you come, you will come with different uh, perspective with, uh, uh, let's say, different pair of eyes (laughs) to look at things again. And hopefully, you will progress on that.
0: That that is fantastic advice. (laughs) That's very true. I, actually, if I ever get that question, I'm stealing your answer because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, but, but yeah, so uh, again, for most of the people, it's like uh, a sign of weakness. So, oh, you are stepping away because you cannot solve it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so it <laughs> doesn't make sense, right? And actually, is a good exercise.
0: All right, all right. Well, I'll be. I'll be honest. You're crushing it so far, but now things think <laughs> you're getting serious. Question three. And 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 if it's too much, just let us know. We'll, we'll we'll dial it back. What's your three favorite modules in PowerShell?
2: So it's hard to give a, a, a top three, and I can explain why. So I, I go I go. That that is of course uh, probably the most of the the answers that you get because people that love PowerShell in the end they love things that help them to do the the, the things easily. So. DBA tools, for sure, because uh, in the end, it was my way through the the community, the PowerShell. And it's something then that I still uh, contribute, I still use, I still teach, I still uh, make the things happen. uh, And uh, that is for sure something that uh, put me uh, on the next level in my career, doing the thing faster, more reliable ways, and uh, uh, having time for the rest. DBA checks, too, because it's, like let's say, the, the sibling of the DBA, the, the DBA tools and also uh, makes a, a huge difference when you are doing some analysis at scale. And these together, uh, in the end, uh, can have pester associated. So writing tests, uh, normally we see that is like, like writing documentation, right? Uh, but if you do a test-driven development, like, let me write one test that I want to, the, the comments to be able to pass, because I know this is the right thing. Then you write your comments to go through the test that you know it's the right thing. And you don't get that uh, slightly chance to say, let me write the test differently, so the test pass. <laughs> so so it's, that, that is cheating, right? <laughs> so yeah, pester, pester. Uh, again, if you can PowerShell it, you can pester it. So uh, something to 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 keep in mind. Also, together with Pester, and is also part somehow of both modules, is the PS framework. So one of the modules that Fred wrote. So it is highly uh, customizable. You can do a lot of things, and we use it uh, uh, on any module that, as a community, we now build, because it is really, really good to have it. But I think we have some... um, uh, let's say, some mentions like uh, I like the posh RS job from uh, Boprox, which is a, a module that allows you to run things in parallel with throttling. So you can say, hey, I have these uh, uh, 10 instances of SQL Server to go and do something uh, and I want to, uh, to do that uh, three at a time because I'm running this on a four CPU machine or something like that, four cores. And whenever one finishes, it will automatically put another one and another one. And in the end, we pick all together and we have the results. So it's uh, very good to scale um, when you don't have more uh, uh, CPU power, let's say this way, but you can kind of throttling along the way. I have process that I did with uh, uh, DBA tools that went down from seven hours to like two hours by using this approach because we put it on like a pipeline and whenever one of those finish, it make room to another one, The other one starts and let's do that. And VS Script Analyzer. We already talk about it. So this is like uh, the thing that no one uh, nowadays. Some people that start with PowerShell and uh, like using I don't know VS code and stuff see, oh, very cool. I'm missing these curly brackets and I'm missing this thing and I'm not doing in the same line of the the if statement and so on. And people think, oh, this is VS code, and actually it's not. It's the Script Analyzer in the end that is doing all the, the, this thing. And we also use it uh, somehow to have our code standards. So uh, if if we, we don't have uh, let's say spaces versus uh, tabs or something like that, uh, if that is not okay, it will yell and say, "Well, wait a second, this is not consistent with what we are expecting." So yeah, it's something that is in the background, but uh, nowadays is a uh, uh, very helpful to have a good code and with consistency and all that stuff. Also, import Excel, and I know, sorry, I mean I'm extending my thing, but uh, as a data guy, the import Excel. Uh, is also uh, something to have so for people that that doesn't know it you can generate excel files without having excel installed so uh, the first time i heard that and uh, i remember to work with uh, com objects and stuff like that in vb 6 and stuff when i heard what wait a second so i don't need the com objects to do a new instance and then do all the work that that is like uh, black magic for me and then I implemented uh, multiple times in different clients uh, to, to generate uh, graphics uh, and, uh, and uh, tables inside of the, the Excel with uh, f- frozen headers and uh, uh, filtering things with a couple of lines of PowerShell. It's really, really awesome. And in the end, anything that is useful. So the most recent one that I just installed because I was trying to solve uh, a problem, uh, in the end, I was trying to combine two PDF files. And in 2022, we still don't have, or it's not easy to find like easy or a graphic interface tool that it's like free. And you just want to open two of them and combine together and it's done. And I said, wait a second. I'm sure probably anyone already wrote a module that can do that. And there is a PS write PDF. You just say, combine. Uh, path number one, path number two, outputs, and it's done. So I just want to have a single file. And I was like uh, uh, searching on the internet, and it's like, oh yeah, upload three your two files, and we will make you download the, the final one, and so on. But I don't want to put my information there. So if I can, yeah. do, it <laughs> local, if I can do it locally, <laughs> I would prefer that, right? So yeah, PS Write PDF uh, is also awesome uh, because. I just installed it and did the merge of two files in like 10 seconds.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely recommend if you're trying to combine files or convert things. Don't upload company data to those websites that say they'll do it for you, please. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Do it yeah. with your little JPEGs of your cat that you don't care about, but do not do it with corporate data, please. <laughs> just it's a good idea to not have those habits.
2: Hey, but what can happen? They they do not save backups of that, for sure.
0: Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> well, Claude, Cla- Cla- you, you crushed the questions, but I got some bad news for you. Oh. I, I kept saying three questions, but I lied to you because I lack integrity. I have okay. a fourth question for you. Uh, where can I get DBA tools in a month of lunches?
2: Oh, actually, there is a, a couple of places. So originally, it is from Manning. So if you go to Manning Publisher, you can get it there from there. Uh, but you can get it on Amazon, uh, and you can also get it in some bookstores. Uh, um, so I, I already saw. So in Portugal, unfortunately, I not I didn't saw yet. On the bookshelf, right? So that will be the next step: going to the book store and say, "Oh, it's there," and it's taking some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that that will be awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah, some some of the let's say the bigger publishers um, have it on the websites that you can order, and they will send it home. And so not on the store itself, but uh, online. And you can get. Let me just give me one second because I will pick here just the code that you can get fifty percent discount. Whoa. Get the book 50%. from from the the Manning website. Just give me uh, one seconds that I can get it here.
0: I'm I'm gonna guess off the top of my head. B L D B A Tools 50. That's that's Wait just one. my guess.
2: Yeah, no, no, that is a good guess. <laughs> I never remember that one on top of my head.
0: <laughs> I, I read I read it off your website.
2: Oh, that is cool. Cool. <laughs> that was what I was was adding up to 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 try to get it. So. <laughs> Thank you for helping on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited with what we've covered here today. I really hope that there are some people who are DBAs who do some SQL stuff who haven't seen all this and who are going to get exposed to a bit of a new world and uh, kind of start some really cool stuff for their career, for their work, for whatever else they're interested in.
2: And uh, if there are people uh, on that situation, which I believe uh, it always exists, just uh, uh, doesn't matter if you are uh, hearing this uh, one week from now or one year. Just uh, add to to the DBA Tools uh, website, to the Slack channel, as we said before, and uh, also to the GitHub. Um, and if you f- uh, follow some people that uh, contribute, you can always uh, do some questions uh, to tr- so people can kind of guide you on the next steps if you, you feel that need.
1: If people want to follow you, are you on Twitter?
2: I am on Twitter. So
1: I know by- you're on Twitter. <laughs> <I'm> on
2: Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my Twitter handle is uh, called you uh, ES Silva which is the same for the the LinkedIn and also the same for my website but on my website it ends with .eu so the what's a European part <laughs> of it for to make it easy for the people
1: Awesome we'll have those links
0: in the show notes for quick clicking
2: Cool thank you All
0: Right so I mean we held your feet to the fire there we put you through. We put you through the ringer. You made it through. So now, I have a special treat for you. Okay. All right. So through the generations, people come into this earth that are just the the paragon. They are the sum total of a certain aspect. Uh, you see a lot with Greek gods. You've got uh, Dionysus, which I believe was uh, party and wines. Want to hang out with that guy? But Andrew, as you may not know. Is the paragon of shilling. And he's here to just lay down a beautiful narrative for you to find out how you can interact with this podcast. Uh, take it away, Andrew. and welcome to the shill of the ride, the power
1: shill, if you will. Um, thank you for gathering here today to listen about the amazing PowerShell. You have problems, PowerShell. And DBA tools has answers. And if you're a true lover of PowerShell and like what we're doing here with the podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. Um, did you hear something useful? Share it with your friend and coworkers. You could even share it with your kids or neighbors, you know, get it out there. Everyone needs to hear the Power of PowerShell. I'd like to give a thank you to Jake and Andy for reaching out to us and sharing their perspectives and their stories with powershell if you have some kind words you'd like to share with us you can email us powershell at pdq.com or you can hit us up on a very popular website twitter um at powershell pod thank you so
0: much friends of the show it's beautiful every time it gets better <laughs> real really good <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, is there anything else we're supposed to say now? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're supposed to exit, but I just feel bad talking after we just watched some, some poetry in action there. Uh, so, thanks for tuning uh, in.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Keep the good work.
1: Thanks for joining us
0: problem thanks for listening to the powershell podcast with your hosts jordan hammond and andrew plough you don't want to be messing with them guys they are bad news the powershell podcast is a
1: production of pdq.com